to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Josh. I'm Jacob. I'm Jordan. Well, well okay. who's I said that? I was going to cue you in, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I thought we were just introducing I said I'll cue you in. Okay. Like so. Miles Teller and Whiplash. We just had this conversation. Yeah, well, I'm here. Anyway, so. Jordan Palmer's back, unfortunately. The redemption. Kyle is currently living it up in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, and he can't make it. He's dead. Sorry, he's dead again. Yeah, R.I.P. He's uh, in the bin. He is in the. He is dead now. He's in Florida. Just well, it was fun while it lasted, Kyle, but not really. R.I.P. Um, so yeah, we brought Jordan Palmer back. Hopefully, he talks a little bit more this episode. We all. Can it's almost been. Day. It's been twenty eight, twenty six episodes since we had him last. Has it been? Yeah, he was sixty six, and now 26. we're at ninety two. So 20, 26 episodes. We our least listened to episode. <laughs> <laughs> we we've given him six months of. Redemption. So hopefully he comes in with I some fuel. I played it on repeat. To be fair, <laughs> and he actually watched the correct movie this time because I went with him. <laughs> luckily, luckily there was only there's only two movies with this name. <laughs> he didn't uh, watch yeah, Nightmare Alley gonna... from fucking Kroger. Yeah. yeah, no, I <laughs> the, didn't from watch the that. three dollar no, DVD I was rack in at Walmart. Nightmare Alley at Kroger. <laughs> That's what I was. I was in the Nightmare Alley in Halloween. I just st- stood there and took it all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, what's new? Anything Anything to report? Um, you guys tell me. All right, let's, let's think about this. Is there anything new to report? <laughs> well, <laughs> that is I the did. question he asked. Yeah. I finally got the old vid. Got the it vid. somehow. <laughs> the old vid. How was that? Uh, I was vaccinated, so not bad at all. Really? Very mild. Shout out. Shout out Moderna. <laughs> Shout out to Ma- Team Moderna. Hashtag Moderna. Moder- hashtag ad. Hashtag Moderna boys. Hashtag ad. We get 10 cents every time we say Moderna. Go to your nearest Rite Aid and grab a Moderna shot brought to you by oh, Team Moderna. Appointments by made online only. <laughs> online appointments only. Oh. Um, yeah, so. Big Pfizer guy. Yeah, I thought you had J&J. No, I'm a big Pfizer guy. My sister works for he, Pfizer. Yeah, his sister works. Yeah, I got it. She like helps. Shout out Kenzie. Shout out Kenzie Palmer. <laughs> um, so yeah, got the COVID. So luckily we didn't record last Sunday. So that's two out of three now. Two of out of the three of Suds us. and Cinema crew. Yep. Two out of three of, of us are unpure. <laughs> no, <laughs> have been <laughs> have been tainted. Had their bodies ravaged. My DNA, my DNA was already altered when I got the vaccine. Yeah. though, so I'm good. Five G has never been better. No. Ooh. Yeah, my service actually is off the charts now. Now <laughs> that I actually have COVID yeah. and the vaccine, I'm just. I have no issues with internet connection these days. Oh, bet. That sounds amazing. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, so uh, nothing else? Anything? Anything to report, Jacob? Any fun Any fun stories? I mean... <laughs> there always is. Anything, anything all the time. a little bit more out of the ordinary here? Hmm. It's a good question. I don't... It's been a while, so you might have forgot. Yeah. I had... I got. I think I already told the story. I got to pull the manager cap, though. I think you did. Yeah. Ooh, that was a good one. Do tell. I already told. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Listen to listen to yeah, whatever episode that was. I have a present here from Jacob. I'm you going do. to open on stri- or on radio live. record <laughs> yeah, live. This at this moment, reading. not live when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. This this present this will be live reading. whatever it is. It'll be used by then. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to, but oh, I got the arm. A gun? No. I have a gun to shoot everyone. <laughs> everyone, watch out. He is loading the gun now. I oh have, my god. This is the studio arm 
that Jacob and Kyle have already. Yeah, finally. <laughs> and I was going to get it this year I for like Christmas, this but now I don't need to. Because now you have it. So now I have the Rode microphone. I don't know ad. if it's actually silver like that, but that would be dope. If I hope is. if it is silver, it'd be <laughs> lit. Um, studio arm. Perfect. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. That's a beautiful present. Now we have the road now mics and these. the road uh, yeah. brother of the year. Hashtag You're ad. my favorite Saldana ever. <laughs> Just so you know. Shout out, shout out, uh, Road for the sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Road. We appreciate that. Yeah. All the way from where aren't they Australian? Australian yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. So I guess uh, beer, beer thirty, huh? Yeah. We don't have our beer wench Kyle to grab it for us, so you'll have to do. Since you're in his spot. Uh, beer lady, please give me one. All right. Just make sure you shake it up a lot first. You got to get it active. You got to activate it. Yeah. You, you got to activate the yeast. Isn't it? Well, he already prematurely. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. Stop. 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 No, it's. Oh, stay, too, stop. You need to quit. Just stop right now. <laughs> we have to describe the beer first. Palmer, just calm down. Okay, so this early week, like usual, <laughs> this week Christmas, bro. I come. Palmer always coming early. Always coming early. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm on the load too soon. Um. So yeah, I guess it's, it was Jacob's pick. So, um, <laughs> I j- continuing on our winter theme from <laughs> was that last episode or two episodes ago? Two because we had two. Uh, yeah, two episodes ago. Yeah, because last one was the Dukla. Yeah. <laughs> This is a winter hazy IPA. So I don't really know what that means specifically. What it makes it a winter? Scary. Is it spiced or something? I, it's um, got to be spiced. It's got to be spiced to it. I don't know. Let's see if I can find it on the old untapped. I will say it's a pretty cool can. Did you notice on the side there it has a ruler? Yeah. So you can for a fishing, ice fishing? I am assuming it was for snow so you can like see oh. show how <laughs> deep the snow it, is you put it you put the can in the oh because it's accumulation yeah so i, I was writing acclimation <laughs> accumulation Acclim- i also read it as um, accumulation so here is the description on the old untapped inspired by super fluffy wispy winter snowfalls my favorite kind this hazy ipa delivers a powdery soft body and a flurry of fruit forward hop aromas that's a lot um, New Belgium, 6.5, 70 IBUs, 6.58 BV. Palmer is blackout drunk already, so. I'm not blacked it's out. It's Christmas Eve, I'm by the blacked way. Out. Yeah, we are recording on Christmas Eve. If I was blacked, you'd be out. <laughs> you'd see a video. All right. Uh, I guess there's not really <laughs> much. I don't want to see that video. Much more to. Um, Without further ado. Without further ado. Now you can crack it, Palmer. Oh, the rest again. of the way. Not again. Can't that really smell. like an IP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, so, yeah, like, you have no taste. Yep, that smells I like... I taste fine. I never yeah. lost taste. Uh, Did lose smell, though. <laughs> like That smells like liquid. You spit in my mouth last night. It's not the only thing <laughs> I put in your mouth last night. <laughs> I guess an ipa it's good it's it is very it tastes like voodoo ranger that's them too isn't that's it, it is them well yeah it's pretty juicy new on holland? the finish nope that's new holland new holland it's pretty juicy on the finish though very yeah. juicy i like that that's drinkable 
It's very drinkable. I don't. It's not winter in any way, though. <laughs> no, it's no, a hazy it, IPA. It, it's yeah, it's just a hazy don't IPA. let them fool you. No, that's. Don't fall for the trap. It's, it's, it's fucking. Juicy. It's, it's a hazy IPA. There's nothing winter. It's got about hops it. on the back end. That I hate you. It has hops on the front end. I think. It's back end for me. It's Maybe a fruit. Always the back end with you. Am I coming down? Palmer did just take a test. Negative. Oh, so, I did. I am negative. Uh, the it's a fruit forward hop aroma. So it is. It it's correct. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. We just talked about this last episode how we were kind of gravitating away from, and then I get another IPA. Or I guess gravitating away from is uh, oxymoron. Gravitating away from. We were being repulsed by gravity. <laughs> That's not. That's the opposite of how yeah. he works. <laughs> you just said exactly what I said differently. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, anything else in the beer? Or are we all we all good here. No, it's a good one. I I could recommend this one. Yeah. If you I, randomly yeah, see it, yeah, yeah, I would sell this. Kyle beer. did have this before. Gave it a three point five. So we'll shout out Kyle's score. Look at that. So and I'd probably put it right there too. Me too. Actually, I'm right there. I'm cool. going three point nine. There's a half. It's a half star scale, bro. Four, four, hmm. four all day. Uh, Palmer hasn't had as many good beers as we have, so his four is tainted. <laughs> I'm a trash beer guy. <laughs> he is a Coors Light drinker. I'm a very trash beer guy. So anything <laughs> with any taste, <laughs> if it has a semblance of taste, he might as well have COVID because yeah. he has no taste. Yeah, I, I, I was. He I has was, a garbage palate. Yeah, I've. Gutter palette. So, like, <laughs> this is good. He's like five stars. Yeah. <laughs> He's like better than Miller yeah. Lite. Five star. <laughs> oh, it has a little bit of flavor? Oh, that's a five star. What are banger. these weird bitter things? <laughs> what is that? What, why does this not taste like water? It's, it's got some action to it. Why does this have body? All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, so, our feature, uh, singular feature this week, is Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley was written or directed by Guillermo del Toro, Jake, a.k.a. Jacob's boy. He is. Written by Guillermo del Toro, Kim Morgan, and based on the novel by William Lindsay Gresham. Plot synopsis reads, An ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Let's take a listen to a clip. Doctor. Mr. Carla. What's that? Your half. That's a split, 50-50. Not interested. I got what I wanted. But you should have seen him. My God. I think they'll be talking about that the rest of his life. I think every time they tell it, it'll just get better and better, bigger and bigger. Toast, then, to your success. Uh, he asked me to, uh, See one of his friends. Who might that be? He didn't say, but I'm considering it. I'll tell you what, you got a safe? I do. You should keep this for me. I don't want Molly to know about it anyway. Why don't you keep it for a few days? If you change your mind, we'll split a 50-50. And if not, I'll keep it. You barely know me. Oh, I know you well. 
I know you're no good. And I know that because neither am I. So what did you guys think of Nightmare Alley? Well, I liked it, it was, it was, yeah, I did. I did enjoy this. I liked it, but it was pretty weak for Guillermo del Toro. It had all of his, you know, it looked great. It looked like a acting del Toro was movie. very well done. You had, yeah, it felt like that kind of weird fan fairy, t- dark fairy tale that you get with a Guillermo del Toro, but it just wasn't as like. It didn't grip me as much. I didn't get lost in it, right? Mm-hmm. It had a very slow buildup. And honestly, the payoff by the end was foreseeable. So, And it didn't just hit with like a huge impact. Are you talking very, very end? Like last yeah. scene end? Okay. I, yeah. Like that and even, you know, what occurred right. in general was all... I could see that coming, which I mean, could be a good thing. That means he was effective in a simple yeah like he was telling you the story and you were led to believe the thing would happen and it happened so it paid off well but it just that made it kind of also feel pretty predictable so i don't know if it was supposed to be like a twist or a shock at the end it wasn't to me and because it was so long that payoff just didn't wasn't enough to make it great in any way but I still enjoyed what I watch. It's not something I want to watch again, which is the case with a lot of his movies. I usually want you'll to see watch them again. again. Promise. But I know you'll watch this again. Maybe. But I just don't feel like there's really more I can grab out of it. It yeah. felt pretty simple. I feel like the whole thing was like premeditated from like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Because the first act played to the third act and you could see it. Yeah. You could see right through it. And like it was very predictable the whole time. The whole movie was very predictable, unfortunately. Like, I, you become the geek, but you are a geek. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no the spoilers yet, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> general, general, general discussion here. Okay. So, it's, so cut out his whole first part. Start yeah, over now. All right. <laughs> so very predictable from the get. Yeah, I agree. It was it was foreseeable, and you could see everything that was going on with the movie as it progressed. And it, it like, I, Guillermo Toro is very good at what he does. I, that's a great, at, great director. One of the best working for sure. Yeah. But it, you could see the acts as they progressed and then you could see the revert back. There was no huge payoff. I no, there was no, there was no like, Oh my God moment in the movie. That's what, that's why I, that's a big thing. But what do you think about the world building? Because he is known for building a very realistic, everything just feels the world lived was, in, and the world was built. But I didn't feel immersed in it. Hmm. I, I didn't feel like I was there the whole time. I felt like I was a spectator on the whole thing. In all reality, like it wasn't a reality. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I uh, I I actually uh, pre-watched this as my favorite. Del Toro movie. I just had <laughs> a had a good feeling about it. Um, Everyone involved, and I I didn't even know it was about a Carney originally, but I just love period pieces. Um, and G, G Del T obviously does always does well with that. You know, Shape of Water was period piece, Crimson Peak, period yeah. piece. So he's very. I mean, he ex- if you even go to the older one, like I mean, all Devil's of his Backbone are. Yeah, all of his are set during some type of. 
period. Yeah. This one didn't wasn't really. I mean, it was set right before. It was the set war. in a in a carnival, but it wasn't really it, set like in a particular yeah, it was time. World War Two. Yeah. It was it was 1941. It, yeah, it was in the 40s. So it yeah, it would have been the start of World War Two. Yeah. Or it was, yeah, it was anyway in 1939. But but it wasn't. Like they didn't kind of cent. I guess they didn't really like expound on it as much as I would expect. But um, this movie just felt like a almost like a half baked Del Toro movie. Like like you like normally the he builds these worlds and these atmospheres yeah. that are just like you know like immersive. And this just didn't you know you never got that. Like um, I felt like it was trying to be almost like American Horror Story freak show, like carnival like kind of have this horror because del toro always has a little bit of horror darkness yeah yeah you could you could say horror i guess but i mean it was it started out as a it horror does. movie it, it, start, it started out but it parts. started out as it started out in the first act it started out as a horror movie but then it lost itself because the first act was kind of horror the things you see and that, that he built that but in the second and third act literally felt lost we lost a lot of things there's a lot of like time progression that was lost in the movie. Yeah, I mean there was a big pretty big time gap jump that you didn't really know how long it was, but um you know, it just felt it just didn't give you that same immersiveness that Del Toro usually does. It looked great, obviously. Set pieces were amazing. Uh costumes were always incredible. A lot of practical effects, you know, as as you get with Del Toro. But it just it just didn't it feel incredible. Yeah. And it just it, didn't it, give it you that same incredible. like the trailers for it were incredible. I mean, I don't we, we try not to watch. Trailers. Yeah. No, I watch the trailers because I'm a trash human being. <laughs> so I've seen the trailers and I was super excited. You drop a Bradley Cooper like in GDT. Like it looks like an incredible movie. I just felt underwhelmed. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. Like I said, it felt like half-baked. Like, like we didn't hear anything about this. I didn't even know this. it was a Del Toro movie this year until, like, probably two months ago. And just it just didn't feel like it typically does when you watch Del Like, I can say that now because I've seen almost every one like of these movies. Of it, yeah. <laughs> like, we did a premium on it. Which, check out the premium. Yes. Shout, uh, bank, com. For a minimum donation of $1, you can listen to our take on four of Del Toro's movies. His early works. His early works, um, as well as Pans, which isn't really early. I guess it's early. It's pretty early. Yeah. yeah. 2006-ish. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it just didn't. It just doesn't have the same magic that... Is he losing it? I don't know. Mm. I didn't love Shape of Water like everyone else does. Yeah, but... I mean, following that, I can. This is pretty disappointing. Uh, I don't know. I feel it does feel pretty phoned in. Yeah, for or, a, and I don't know why. Almost like rushed or something. De, is William Dafoe over the most overworked actor in Hollywood right now? He's overworked. one of the best actors in Hollywood right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's got ever. enough work. <laughs> yeah, give him. I give want him every role. I want William Dafoe in every. Did he carry? Movie. Did he carry it? No, I, I Bradley think Cooper everyone did. did well. Yeah, I mean, but Kate okay. Blanchett. But this movie, Kate Blanchett was amazing. Is a is a very character driven movie, 
and the none of the characters were like like blew me away you know like there was never like a which can be which is fine you know and but it's like i don't know you just kind of come to expect these like big moments from like del toro movie with actors and stuff and this just didn't really have any it just kind of felt like one toned and even like when it did climax you were like "Mm, thank you (laughs) thank you for doing it at this point and i actually didn't see it it get telegraphed like i don't know if it's i don't know if that was telegraphed so much but it was there just by the way he was acting towards that character i felt like that was gonna that was be a flip. Yeah, you can start noticing it as soon as he like. And then when he specifically explained to him the process, I'm like, oh, yep. It's what is that called? Uh, Chekhov's gun. It's like don't show it unless you're gonna pay it off later. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, yeah, Chekhov's gun. That's literally it. Like I never saw the flip. I never saw that. No, but I yeah. never. I, I was waiting for it. I was. I was waiting for it. And, <laughs> and, and when I saw it, it was. Eh. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's my kind of initial thoughts. Um, I guess we can kind of get into spoilers. I mean, there's, there's I mean, spoiler, but it's not spoil like, spoil it, but it's not, there's like one twist that, but doesn't really like change a ton, I guess. I still, but, even knowing it, I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So worth. I a watch. think this it's movie worth is a worth a watch. Absolutely. It's Del Toro. Absolutely. We talked about this on the premium. It's still elevated. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this on premium, but now it's like when he GDLT put something out, it's going to be, you're going to watch it. Well, like just for the, just he's earned that right to, you know, he's earned that to garner a certain response. Like you should go see Del Toro if he puts a movie out. Yeah. At this point. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, so I guess we'll get into little bit of spoilers now so if you guys uh are interested in watching it which you should um skip skip uh this part and uh look for the timestamp because uh, we're gonna start start talking spoilers a little bit and openly freely talk about the movie so um jacob what did you i guess think about the ending so obviously this was always building up as like the bright young guy who's very talented in many different ways and thinks he can grab the world and just control it because he has this like naivety naivety nativity nativity he has this like nativity that that you can just feel that comes with ambition so he just thinks he's better than everyone everything else and he's gonna and he doesn't belong and everyone else they may belong there but he doesn't he's meant for more mm-hmm. and so you kind of see that character develop from i mean he always kind of has a sense of it but when he really starts like hitting his stride you you can just tell oh this is going to be one of those stories where somebody icarus. he's very ambitious yeah he, exactly he flies too close to the sun right I was say icarus yeah yeah and he just thinks he's so good and so much better than everyone else that he's not prone to make the mistakes that everyone else had already made in the same situation. So I knew that was going to happen. It happens, right? Yeah. And then you always get stuck where like you go too far. You push away everyone you cared about. In this case, it was the girl, which kind of didn't feel their horrible, love yeah. very well. <laughs> not good. And not good at all. Then you have like, yeah, so... 
it's just like that was so obvious that that was he was going to have a fall but I'm, i was expecting that there would be more to it but so what was i looking for i'm like oh the therapist yeah she seems like her? she's getting i'm like why is he trusting her right away obviously she's a doctor but it's again it's going back to his confidence in himself that he's so much smarter than everyone that he's even smarter than this therapist who has a doctorate in knowing the mind right well and she had tarot cards too oh that one no, no she didn't no, <laughs> that was tony hey, collette yeah hey, so oh i guess i didn't even hey, talk about the, who's in this movie yeah so the therapist all right the therapist was there i didn't understand the relationship she had one moment there but he built up the build up there with when he first started there yeah was lost completely lost it was lost to i don't know why Into the mic. Oh, I'm talking mic. Yeah. All right. There you go. Is that better? Yeah. So it it just felt lost because there was a moment the whole time where he was the first act was crucial, and there was a, the second act was not there. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you so thought there was a problem with the second act. Yeah, there was a million problems in the second act. The time lapse, there was three years later. All right, so he had the tarot card reading, and then it said the fall, and he turned upside down because he can control everything. That was after the turn. No, it was... No, that, that was, was already, when he was already was successful. The, the end of the first. So he turned it over, and then he became... What? He was stealing from the guy, and it all tied back. So the first act was great, dude. Like That's how the opening, the opening 30 minutes of that movie were incredible. They, all right. So, but it never came back to, I. There was no pop. Like, uh, yeah. So, I think right. the first act was the best for sure. Yeah. So it did fall off. All right. So the burning in the house. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Did that really get tied back to? And who yeah. was the, who was the old guy? His dad. His dad. That he burnt. Yeah. 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 It, it showed like, that he was a he, shitty person. He had daddy with. issues. Yeah. Correct. That's what the therapist said. So is therapy a lie? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Better help. Uh, I think that it out. literally was just showing how everyone. Shout out can- Cerebral, our sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a good time to talk about better help. <laughs> so, no, I think it was just, yeah, it's showing that, yeah, it's just like the flaw of character when you can start and you have all this ambition. You always think that you're better than, and you would never fall for the things that other people fall for. Like you're different. Everyone it's, I always come back to this, the Copernicus principle, right? You're a principal observer of the universe. Everybody thinks that. So you're always the hero in your own story. Yeah. So he thinks he's so special and everyone else are just characters, side characters in his story. When in reality, he's just another guy and he makes the same mistakes. All people can make. And in the end, he and you can see he has some compassion. He cares in the beginning, but in in the end, he becomes that same person. You I kind of think, I do think that he, there was a good job of kind of fumbling with that line a little bit, like because even even at toward the end, he never full bore went like dick bag. Like he always had some compassion throughout the entire. Like even when when the therapist ends up, you know, turning on him, he was like, "How could you do this to me?" Like he seemed emotionally affected 
by her betrayal. And it just, I just think it kind of leaned into his like, like he was always, yeah, his nativity. (laughs) He always had that kind of, (laughs) he always kind of had that, that compassion that never really left throughout the whole movie. You could see it dwindling, obviously, but you know, it it came full circle and he kind of obviously went to what he despised, I guess, essentially. But well, pitied, right? Pitied, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm looking and, for. I mean, it also, I did like, even though I expected the ending, I still think it's interesting to see because I think just be from the nuance of Bradley Cooper and his acting, right? That he did have an idea that he knew what was happening, right? He knew that, oh, I'm going to be the geek. But still, he didn't fight it at all. And I feel like he questioned that before. Like, why he was thinking to himself, "Why do they just allow why this to happen? Do it, yeah. Does it, it just works?" And then, even though he knew exactly what was happening, he just let it happen because he has nothing left. And that man, it's not a happy ending, is it? No, I think it. I think it like it, it was him coming that, to realization that he's like that. that, that is, that, I am the geek. You know, the like, ending that's was me. he was it was it was it was telegraphed. The whole thing was telegraphed. What you said. Yeah, I just when he like when he finally accepts it and he like yeah, you know he like, starts he laughing had to go and, and talk to William Defoe. I shout out William Defoe. He's got to be the best actor, the hardest working actor in Hollywood. <laughs> I love William Defoe. He, all right, he did Spider Man and this in the same time frame. Theoretically, this probably was done before COVID. I would have to assume. I mean, you also have Keanu and also like Tom. Uh, not Keanu, Keanu did John Wick Four and Matrix Four. Well, also uh, what's his name? Keanu's not human. He Keanu's in the Matrix. I'm just gonna stop talking now. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. That's who I meant. Oh, yeah, was it? There, there, He's like, in like a four bunch movies. of movies. Yeah. William Dafoe is still he, like he had Free Guy. The most under underbuild actor in Hollywood. Who? William Dafoe. Underbuild. Yeah. Pay that man. He's in pay, a bunch of he's movies. He's in two blockbusters <laughs> yeah. this year that you just talked about. <laughs> pay that man more money. That's what I'm saying. I think he's fine. I, I don't think, think he wants more money. I think he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, yeah. No, one's, no one has questioned Will Nepal since yeah. Boondock Saints in the 90s. <laughs> Ooh. Like, ever since that movie, I think that Will Nepal has been been doing pretty well. There's a reason some. he's doing like small art house films like Lighthouse and stuff too because mm-hmm. he's a character he doesn't he doesn't need money. He's just doing he's having fun. Yeah. Oh, he's just challenging himself at this point. And you I know. wish Bradley would have carried it a little better. I think I thought he did I think, well. I think yeah, I don't, acting, I don't, I don't have any problem with the acting all, in yeah. this. Yeah. I think it just had to do with the pretty thin script to be honest. I mean this this movie is pretty service level. It doesn't really I don't think it's going for that either, but it is still a simple story that's been told hundred different ways. Um, this one was just carny related, carnival related. Yeah. I love that Ron Perlman's in it too. Ron Perlman's back. Because he's yeah. in like every yeah, I guess, Guillermo film. I guess yeah. we never talked about Ron cast. Perlman. Big cast. Huge cast. Argue, probably his biggest cast. Oh, by far. He yeah. usually doesn't have anybody big, really. No, this, I mean, this is three Crimson Peak had like three... Pretty big names: Tom Huddleston, Charles, That's true. Charles uh, Hunnam, and who's a chick? I forget. You just watched. I don't remember. Anyway, so cast. Uh, like I said, b- big cast. Bradley Cooper. We talked about 
Kay Blanchett's in it. Tony Collette's in it. Willem Dafoe, obviously, we talked about. Uh, Richard Jenkins was Ezra. Uh, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, Mary Steinberger, or Steinbergen, sorry. David Strathern was in it. Uh, that's probably about Holt McCallany was Anderson, his henchman. But yeah, huge, huge pretty cast. And I thought, like I said, I thought acting and cast was fine. I have no problem with no. any of the technical aspects. It just was, it just like, like my biggest gripe, it just, just didn't have the del Toro sheen. Yeah. That, that you come to expect nowadays. Yeah, I just wanted a little bit more from the I don't know story. what it was and more mythology or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it what it could what could be done differently to do it, but it just didn't have the same flair. There's no pun, there's no payoff. There's no I don't even think that payoff. it needs payoff. It just the, the payoff, what was the payoff? I mean it, it was like a circle of life type it was he, he became yeah, a thing I thought he it was paid off I, I like paid off I just yeah, don't think it, it was paid off it just wasn't it much. was didn't blow my mind or anything but I do think it does have the potential that could do that for other people absolutely yeah I mean there's a lot there's a lot to love here still like we're, I'm not hating on it but it just didn't you put a different actor or you put a different director on this and I probably wouldn't think it probably wouldn't it. be as good <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it sounds bad and biased, but you put you don't put Del Toro on this, and I probably think it's worse. To be honest, I mean, the story itself—you put this in anyone's hands, and it could be done. Yeah, it, and it just didn't have the same. And I don't know if it's if the original, the movie with the same name was like the same exact story. So maybe he there was, was just a movie working. before this. I mean, yeah, no, it was there's a book. another Nightmare Alley. No, there's a movie too. Oh, I think. well, I know this was based on a book though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just didn't as didn't a gutter palette, same. it felt very underwhelming. <laughs> even even to a gutter palette, it yeah. was underwhelming. Um, but yeah, any more twists and turns from GDC? <laughs> need need more need more. Twists. I need more action. You talk about the forty seven. Go right back into that fantasy. But I guess you know, doing other things. I I, I was just kind of disappointed in both my. Uh, Two of my top directors not having movies that are like five stars this year. Oh, because Edgar, Edgar Wright, Wright yeah. and GTLT. Yeah, for but, for our hype of this year. Yeah, pretty uh, lackluster to be completely mm. honest. So far, except so far. for Dune. Yeah, that w- yeah, that was a home run. Yeah, for sure. Dune slapped. Dune hit that mark. Yeah, but other than that, mm. Dune was good. Yeah. Cool. Anything else to add to Nightmare Alley here? No. Okay, nope. let's go ahead and uh, slap a star rating. Palmer, if you don't, don't do it right this time, I'm going to literally All say right. it on you. I'm Starting like, with Jacob. I give it a three and a half. Palmer? I give it a three. I also am going to give it a three star. Can't get. I gave Shape of Water three and a half. And Pan's Labyrinth, Shape. I can't give this same score. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Me, and I was probably a little low on both of them. If, if I have to rewatch those and those go up a little bit, this could go up a little bit. But I can't justify this being the same it's as Shape Water yeah. Pants for me. Still, Crimson Peak is still my favorite Del Toro movie. I liked it a lot. I need to rewatch that one. Pans. Yeah, I love Pans. Pans is very good. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Bam. 
Pam, 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 Pam. Are you saying Pam or Pam? Pam. I think I can handle this whole Pam, Pam situation. <laughs> you got it? You, you got it? It's Pam with two M's. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pam's Pam. never. Th- All right. Let's get into our new segment that we named. I forget what. Nano Reviews. Nano. It's Nano watches. probably that. Nano Watches? <laughs> Too bad Kyle's out here. How do we already forget? <laughs> we don't listen to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, we need help. <laughs> Phone I've, I've been kidnapped. Can I use my lifeline? Uh, yeah, so uh, what else we've been watching? Segment turned to nano nano reviews. I even have my voice break like Yeah, no, hey. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle, uh, Kyle's, Kyle's voice breaks me. all the time. He's been going through puberty for like 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a bit to chat about. Jacob and I have three similar or exactly yeah. the same movies. Uh, I have we can, a lot of we'll movies, We'll touch on too, a little yeah. bit. So Jacob and I did end up watching uh, the Matrix trilogy. Um, so we can discuss that a little bit. Uh, we'll save. I do want. We'll save some more that. for. I do want to discuss it more. I'm, with Kyle. I'm about the Matrix trilogies too. I love the Matrix. Okay. So <laughs> we we'll touch on it, but we'll probably save it for next episode because we are going to be watching. Yeah. I guess we can just talk about like the trilogy on a whole and not each yeah. movie or anything. Yep. So let's, you want to start with that or do you want to end with that? Uh, we can, I, I kind of want to start with my, with Luca's movie. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we can start with everything else and Since we'll end it's up. It's that time. It's Christmas Eve. It'll be a perfect segue to, for our trilogy to lead right into the next episode. Yeah. So go ahead and. So. Oh, yeah, you watched the Christmas. I did. One. So I think this was a surprise to all of us. Uh, yeah, it was a thousand percent a surprise. To I me. had no idea. So I am a huge fan of the clothing brand Zara. Like half of the stuff I own is from them. And so obviously I have the app to buy this stuff with. And I got a random, uh, I got a random notification from them that, oh, Zara. Oh, Night Divine movie featuring from director Luca. Like, I'm like, what? And then however you pronounce his last name. Yeah, Luca. Guadalupe. Guadagno. Guadagno. Guantanamo. 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 So, if you guys are long time listeners, you know that. We love Suspiria. Love, love And Suspiria. I was also a huge fan of Call Me By Your Name. So randomly, a collaboration with a clothing brand, Luca drops a short film called Oh Night Divine, and it's a Christmas film. Candy Classic. We did, we did uh disclaimer, we did uh, our research, and this is classified as a movie. Yeah, it is a it is a logable. You can film. log this and doesn't break the rules. It does not break the rules. But what I will say is, obviously, like people involved in this. So you had John C. Riley, you had Alex Wolf, and then a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> but still, the fact that two no, like I mean, Alex Wolf is pretty big right now. Oh yeah. And Both John C. Riley, not so much anymore, but he's always been relevant. Though. He's relevant though. So to get that John C. Riley's a god. <laughs> in a 
Zara collaboration, a clothing brands collaboration, which I love the fact that they don't say anything, no product placement, nothing. I'm sure the clothes they were wearing was probably from Zara. I would a hundred percent assume, but Zara's clothing doesn't say anything on it. So right. you have no idea it's from Zara. So yeah, you said Zara. I was like, who the fuck is yeah, Zara? I yeah. Have no <laughs> I have no idea what the Zara thing. You're exactly. Talking about. I have no idea. My favorite clothing brand right now. Yeah. Are you wearing it? No, actually, right now I'm wearing all Adidas. Adidas. Oof. The Three Stripes brand. Check Silver Stripes. So Check Silver Stripes. Yeah, I, I love That's that they I did like. that. And the fact that they somehow paid enough money to get these two actors and a director at the top of his game right now. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And we talked about, I think we touched on before, he's seems to be extremely broad in his range of what he's able to do from a horror movie and to a romance slice of life. And now he's going to Scarface to Scarface. <laughs> like, this and now a endeavor. Christmas film mm-hmm. and it is a Christmas film in every aspect. Like it has the music, it has an original song, which is actually pretty good. Banger. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it just he nails the feeling of a Christmas movie. It's, it's as deep as a puddle as they usually are. It's forty five minutes too. It's forty, yeah, forty three minutes. Forty three minutes. Yeah, so it Is flies it a Christmas by. Story. It, no. It's about that level of cheesiness, though. But yeah, it's exactly what you would expect from a Christmas with like film with a ton of well done angles and well done acting, and it looks good. It's. You can definitely tell there's a bunch of non-actors in it because their acting is pretty bad. But the two... I have one question. Yes. Is Christmas Story the most overrated film of all time? (laughs) Of all time. I like A Christmas Story, but yes, it's overrated. But of all time? I don't know about that. 2001. I don't think it's that great. (laughs) It's more just a classic. Why is it a classic? Because it's, it's a Christmas story. And it comes on every Christmas. For 24 hours. For a yeah. reason. So it just forces that itself and Elf, into correct. the... Elf? Elf? Doesn't have 24 hours streaming now. Yeah. I haven't seen Elf in like 10 years. Why? I don't know. It's good. Elf's a terrible Christmas movie. That has nothing to do with yeah, Oh Night Divine about. by Luca Guantanamo. So yeah, definitely worth a watch at forty three minutes. Yeah, it's over. It flies by, and it's just <laughs> interesting to see this this fantastic director do something like this. And you can just tell they it was a just for fun thing. I I don't regret watching it at all. Probably won't watch it again. Maybe next Christmas. I don't know, but. Yeah, just this strange collaboration that came out of nowhere that is from one of our favorite directors. So, worth a watch. It's free. Watch on YouTube right now. Oh, yeah. YouTube. <laughs> so, and buy and try some Zara clothes sometime. You'll look better. Buy Zara. Slap a, slap a star rating on her. I give it a three. Three star. A four, because Jacob looks great in Adidas. <laughs> Thank you. This isn't Zara, though. but it's not Zara. Yeah. I did wear Zara last night, though. Yeah, he did wait, he looked great my, last night. My coat and the, the scarf. scarf that was Zara. And Zara, you look fire. Thank you. Yeah, Zara, Zara all day. Pants too. Pants are Zara. Yeah, not shoes though. Shoes were Adidas. No, it was super dry. Oh, 
I thought they were Adidas. You look fire last night. Thank you. <laughs> Palmer's hitting on you. <laughs> um, cool. I, I'm assuming Palmer doesn't have anything to talk about. Oh, I have Nano watches. I mean, we're talking Nano watches. I'm going Yellowstone. Oh God. All right. So, is Yellowstone the greatest show created since Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yellowstone's supposed to be really good, but I don't know if it's that good. It's it's comparable to Breaking Bad. Okay. Mm, sure. It's got an eight point right. seven. Breaking well, Bad's hey, got like a break, nine five. Yeah. <laughs> with one point five million, and this only has seventy four thousand. So that's right. I, this, hey, Yellowstone's gonna say, be hey, it's gonna be an overrated immersiveness TV show, but immersiveness overrated potentially, like being there. It's beautiful. <laughs> it looks great. Kevin Costner is my home ranch. Like, have you seen the scenery of it? I have seen nothing about this show at all. I all never right, even right. heard of it until right now. Oh, it's like uh, it's it's the new show that everyone's watching, so it's blowing up on everything. It's the greatest show that's been created. I think it might. The payoff has to. I need more payoff, but it's immersiveness. It's it's there. Beauty. It's it's the scenery. It's why you're there, and it's starting to fizzle. But it's already starting to fizzle. It's, <laughs> but in it's season on the three. level of. Game it's of only on the third season. How is it already? Breaking fizzling? Bad never fizzled. It didn't have a chance. As five seasons, it was script Breaking was already Bad written. fizzled when Hank got clipped. <laughs> no, it didn't. It Breaking up. Bad has one of the best endings ever. The last season is amazing. I still haven't finished it, so don't spoil. Anyway. You have um, not finished Breaking Bad? Yeah, no, don't say anything. Don't say anything. All right, so. But if you don't have any movies to talk about, then I'm going I'm gonna to go. I have no movies, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a lit, little film called The Strings. Um, back in my, I was on a, um, wanted to watch a horror movie. I was on a horror kick last week sometime. So I watched a, I believe it's a Shutter original. It's at least a, it's at least on Shutter, known as The Strings, uh, super micro budget movie. Um, it, so it has my heart. If the budget's under fifty k, it's automatically love it, because <laughs> um, I am what you call an indie darling, um, and this is the epitome of that. Um, uh, horror, in a sense. Um, Definitely horror, but not not the kind that you think. Um, very slow burn, um, but the music and the score in this is very good. Like, Huge payoff. I don't know. I would. I, it's a pretty cool ending. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's basically about this struggling musician that um, goes to a her her aunt's cottage in like the middle of nowhere to kind of get like a writer's retreat of sorts. She's got to make like a EP or something by a deadline. And, you know, she has a little writer's block or music block, whatever the case may be. And she, um, you know, goes to this house, um, ends up meeting up with a uh, female photographer she had um, worked with prior that gives a little bit of a love interest angle. um, And then what goes from there, kind of. What are you doing? Wait for you. Wait for you. Um, 
so yeah, uh, pretty good movie. Shot really well. Shot like I like. Uh, very indie feel. Hand cam. Hand cam. A lot of hand cam. I think it was almost all hand cam. Even like these, they would have like these panning shots, and you could tell the little shakiness of it. Um, but shot. I looked at the camera it was shot on. It's like literally like the size of like a lunch pail. <laughs> it's like a very small. Um, so the, the budget of this couldn't have been high at all, but um, acting was okay. Uh, nothing outstanding, but they're all these no names. But um, the music in it, uh, the the main character had to have been an artist of some sort, like an actual musician, because the things that she was doing on um, the soundtrack or the the song she was making, like she was, they he would have a whole scene of her making it, like working on a song. And like running tracks over her own tracks and vocals and um, all these different angles and stuff. So that was it was kind of cool to see that process. And clearly, she knew what she was doing because, I mean, unless they taught her the whole scene, it was it felt very fluent and very known. Like it felt like it was something yeah. that she was really comfortable doing. That's something so. she was faking exactly. How to um, and she could she sang as well in it. So um, definitely has some artistry in it. Um, it's very short. I think it's a 90, 90 minute, 93 minute um, movie, 94 minute. Sorry. Um, didn't blow you away. It's not going to blow you away, but um, still fun to watch. What was it called again? The Strings. Um, so, yeah, I ended up giving it a 3.5. Added to the watch list. I saw that. Uh, you have something else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... I also watched uh, Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. So this is one of the first, uh, if not the first, Miyazaki-like film. Oh, okay. It's the only one I hadn't seen. So okay, I finally watched it. And, well, guess what? <laughs> it's a Miyazaki film. It's still great. <laughs> like he, The only things that kind of hurt it for me were kind of the... It was progressive, I feel, in the way it almost depicted women, but also not at all. Like, women had a very strong role in it, but at the same time, it felt almost forced versus how it should just feel natural. Like, they kept having to point that out, like, but it's a girl? What? A girl? Oh, a girl? Like, it's just like, obviously. Do you think that's a cultural thing? It just was in the, it was 93. 92 so like, is what I'm saying. Yeah, 92. So it's hard to judge a film that's 30 years old based on that. So it didn't distract that much for me. But what it said about war and such was very interesting. So uh, Porco Rosso, I guess I could. It, it's about the main character is a pig. It doesn't really ever explain why he's a pig now, but he fought in the war. And basically what it's, I think it's meant to symbolize is that like a lot of people were lost in the war and he was like the only ones who survived the battle. So he's like, he ran almost, he did run just to survive and everyone else just died. All of his compatriots. And so he became a pig because it's like, you don't fit in with society anymore. So he has to look different and everyone sees him differently too. But I feel like it's almost like a metaphor Mm -hmm. for people coming back from war and what that does. It changes them. And in this case, it physically changed him. 
and it physically changes people right when in their brain right and people act differently after they come back from that kind oh, of yeah. experience so i think that's it was just a physical representation of that change and one of the iconic lines in this is like I'd rather be a pig than a fascist because they try to make him join back with the Italian army, which was, uh, this was World War II, I think. Based so, on, I think so. Or one. I'll look. Which Italy it was, was the bad guys. World War One. One, oh. yeah. So they were, the Italians were with the Ger- Germany at that time, you know, in World War One. So they were the bad guys too, right? Yep. The bad guys. Right. Quotation. Axis. Yeah, they were the enemies. And so he didn't want to join them because he... And he said, I'd rather be a pig than a fascist. And that's great line. So Porco Rosso means. Yeah, he's like a bounty hunter. He does things for people for money based on flying. It's just a it's a really good story. Porco Rosso. Yeah. I'm going to have to investigate that one. It's Miyazaki. It's fantastic. What's it on? Or did you rent it? HBO Max. Oh, is it? They have all of the Miyazaki films. HBO Max is low key. My dope. God. <laughs> Studio HBO Ghibli. Max. They have all Studio Ghibli films right now. Yes. They have HBO, a lot of shit. HBO all the Max Harry Potters. Way to watch things. Yeah. All of the Harry Dude, Potters. Every single all of Harry Potter. The Matrix. I went a all of Miyazaki's. All films. of this. Yeah. And so Studio Miyazaki. Ghibli in, in general. Yeah. All Which of is very movies. impressive. HBO went crazy. Yeah. But it's fantastic it doesn't have all the it still looks good does it have the charm yeah it has charm to spare it's miyazaki he has he doesn't know how to make a bad movie so which i think he's making a new one he is we talked about this yeah so and he's he's making one i think this is like his confirmed last movie He's, I think he said that last time. Yeah, because <laughs> confirmed last because he's like eighty. <laughs> like yeah, like it's gonna be his confirmed last because because he he's gonna die, die before he can come out of retirement for like the third time. Yeah, because the last one was his last, and the one before that was his last too. Ponyo was supposed to be his last. Yeah, and he it? just keeps coming back. So he he did pon- Ponyo, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's just beautiful to look at, well written, just it's attacking huge topics again but making it done in a way that anybody from any age can enjoy i can't recommend it enough i give it a four out of five four out of five not that big not for miyazaki spirited away is a five banger all oh yeah but like i said there were some problematic things with it that just don't age well which Again, it's hard to judge a movie based on the time it came in, but at the same time, you have to judge a movie based on how it is today. Absolutely. And it definitely, that just attacked my progressive mind, (laughs) keeping hearing that. I'm just like, oh, it feels like such an old concept that people just don't. Today, that it's like, oh, you see women engineers and stuff. You're just like, yeah, duh. But like them having a constantly pointing out kept taking me out of it because just like, no no one cares now right <laughs> so and it, but it was interesting because at the time you think of the what's her name the woman with the orange bandana and her she's rosie riveter yeah rosie the riveter yeah it's kind of it feels has that feeling where all the men were at war so these women were the ones who were there they to help the mm-hmm. so they were all in the factories i did well in so my nano watch is um i can't pronounce it because i'll slaughter it it's bag to body. I've, I've gotten into like Bollywood films lately. Oh, Bollywood. Oh, Good yeah. God. Yeah. All right. So when he like launches the blanket over 
You're talking about a movie that we don't know. We know have no idea. Because you can't we, pronounce it. It's literally on Netflix. Bog to body. It's called body to body. B-H-A-D-G-I-B-I, I think. Is it a musical? No, it's it's literally just. It's, it's not a Bollywood film. It's literally a Bollywood. It's like the biggest film out of Bollywood right now. They're all big. <laughs> they all yeah, have like it, five a, out of five stars. Like they can too. have a billion viewers and still never leave India. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. But like it's it's a it's a wild film. It's actually good and captivating. Okay. Good. It's B H A D G. I think that's bad, baby. <laughs> and that's the let. Let's it's go outside. Literally too. on Netflix. It's trending on Netflix. B A D. What did you say it was? B-H. D-H? B-H. I said that. A-D what? It's a TV series? No, it's a movie. I don't know. There's a hundred. There should be one or two. You don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, no. We'll just cut this out because Jacob's peeing. Kyle, cut this out. Kyle, Kyle, cut this out and I'll go fuck yourself. You, why is it so hard for you to keep a mic in front of you? You keep fucking. It keeps. You kept playing with your. It's not here, bro. There's no B H A D. Go Netflix Bollywood films. Let's Google that. Because that's what I'm gonna watch. Watch both the series of it. You said it was a movie. Are you saying it's a series? No, it was a series of movies. It's an Indian director. Do you not like Indian people? I don't like Bollywood movies, no. It's Bollywood, but it's not Bollywood. Quit fucking messing with that. You were playing with it with your fucking vest and it kept hearing it. I heard that. I heard that. Just keep the mic in front of you. I didn't hear my right ear. You were playing with your fucking vest and I heard this is what I heard. I didn't hear it on my right ear. And I have nothing in my I nothing on my right. No, keep it down because it sounds weird if you pull it off. No, I heard it because I want to I just hear. told Kyle to cut this all out. Like yeah, in yeah the, we're cut. In the mic. So. Because he brought up Bad Baby. And Bag the Body is the Bollywood film. Okay, so. <laughs> we'll get so. right back into it. Um, I only have one more other than the Matrix Trilogy. So you go ahead. I think you have a couple more yeah, in, the same, in the same universe. I do. Uh, so I watch Star Wars. Which one? The original. You New Hope. You watched or, the original and then Or just Hope. Star Wars. <laughs> Originally it was, yeah. But then they added no, slap New Hope How on it. How do you feel? I mean, obviously I've seen this movie countless times and it's fantastic. It mm-hmm. just... Yeah, the amount of work, when you just consider the amount of work that would have had to go into this movie from 77. Created the green screen. Yeah, like from 77. And it wasn't even with a green screen, which there's a blue screen, right? Even with that, it was, it wasn't like they could just digitize out that blue. Like they literally had to physically like do that Mm -hmm. on film in the 70s. Like I can't, how long did this movie take to make? A long a million time. years. There was a galaxy a long time ago. <laughs> far, far away. It's far, far away. So it just, obviously there's some things in it, like story and wise and stuff. It's pretty simplistic, right? It's not going to blow you away. Yeah, it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <Watch> <laughs> but it's mouth. not even as... Watch your mouth. And the characters, 
are so memorable and it, the sets, some of the way things were filmed were really well done. I don't think acting was amazing. The acting was actually very poor in the, all but, the movies. You, but you it's from it. the seven. It's from seventy seven. That's not like a cop out because there are movies from then with great actors. But I I think a lot of these people were pretty new at the they, time. Too, they all were like. Uh, Mark Hamill made a living off of the whole thing. He's still there. Mark Hamill is still good. Exactly. He's a voice actor more famously Correct. than he is yeah. an actor. But he, oh, That's what he's been doing, voice acting. Yeah, tons. But, yeah, it just it holds up so amazing. And I even enjoy the... the uh, I remember how cheesy the uh, lightsaber battle looked. Mm-hmm. compared to now but yeah. then now i look at them like no they were just going for a realistic sword fighting style like mm-hmm. where you're trying it's slow calculate you know any mistake would kill you you try to parry and attack back versus just doing flips and crazy spins and stuff i'm like no they were just at the they couldn't do that and they're going just for a more realistic sword fighting approach exactly. to it and they had to keep them facing certain ways so that they could make it look like a lightsaber. I, I especially loved how almost adorable it was, the cuts, when the lightsaber comes out because it's just like him standing in position and then boom. him trying to stand in the same yeah. position. But it's a little bit off, so it just he just moves slightly a bit, and now it's out. Yeah, it's great. But obviously they're cutting they were physical cutting like, yeah. film Dooku in order to edit Yoda. it was one of the best lightsaber battles ever created. That's fuck. <laughs> one of the best lightsaber. No. It's like seven. But. <laughs> no, it's not. The People build-up. hate that. Uh, yeah. Why? That was because horrible. Yoda is like flipping around and doing yeah. crazy stuff when he should be like that was the worst so star. good that he doesn't need to waste all those extra movements and stuff to fight well. Yoda was Yoda. They made a movie about it. About they, Yoda? Yeah. What? what? Which movie? The Mandalorian. That's not Yoda. That's a TV show, and that's, that's also yeah. <laughs> not a movie. <laughs> Close enough. But yeah, it it's fantastic. There's just something there keeping it from perfect because it's hard to say. It's like it. There's just some technical parts that aren't at the level that I would consider making it a mass. I mean, it is a mastery, but making it that five star boom. It, remember, we always say. Well, at least I say the difference between like a four and a half and a five is just subjective. Yeah, it's a nit factor. Like both of them are technically like perfectly well done, but there's something there extra. Mm-hmm. And so this doesn't have it. <laughs> it is a classic. It's amazing. It's a masterpiece. And maybe it could go up, but I don't know. There's obviously at this point, there's nothing more I'm going to get out of it. And I hate that the I watched on Disney Plus. It looks fantastic, but I hate that they have those added like CG parts into it. They added shit it, to it? Well, it, they just included the CG ones from like the VCD versions. Oh, the Malaysian ones? Yeah. <laughs> and it just looks so... That CG looks terrible. I want them just to keep the full no CG didn't even exist look. Right. It's more impressive to me, but it does add cer- to certain scenes. So to answer your question about filming, I looked it up. It only took not that long to film, but he started writing it in seventy one, and it came it out seventy seven. So it was but filming started 
filming started in 76. So one of my favorite stories about like the creation of Star Wars is Steven Spielberg is one of the richest people because of Star Wars. That's it. And it was because he was making a movie at the same time. And George Lucas was like, like, oh, your movie's going to be way better than mine. Because George Lucas had never even done anything before this, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, yours going to be way better. And then Spielberg was like, uh, yours looks pretty good. And he's like, well, Spielberg, I think it was him who initiated. He's like, well, I'll give you 2% of whatever mine makes. If you give me 2% of whatever yours makes. And George Lucas like, obviously, I'm going to do that for Steven Spielberg. Like, this is Steven Spielberg. And his movie flopped. <laughs> And then Star Wars is what Star Wars is today. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg is still making money because he owns 2% of Star Wars. Yeah. So he makes all the money from Star Wars from beginning until now. Still. <laughs> off of that 2% bet because George Lucas didn't think his film was going to do as well as Steven Spielberg's. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out them. Shout out Star Wars. So anyway, you Shout can guess it. Give it a four and a half. I can't shouldn't like if you haven't seen these, what the fuck? Yeah, are you living under a rock? Like if you haven't At least seen the original three, the original three, original three. But if you did, you weren't immersed in the first three. Yeah, I don't think I've never met someone who has not liked this movie that I've shown it to. Yeah, it's got everything. Like even it's their first time. Every single time they enjoy this movie. Yeah, it just is that good. It's, it's rewatchability. Is it your favorite of the original three? Is it's it your a, favorite overall? A New Hope. It's a tough one because I think technically A New Hope is the best one. But well, because that Return was, of, that was the uh, first I mean, uh, Empire La- Strikes Back. No. Uh, Return of Jedi, Jedi was my favorite growing up. I need to rewatch them again. <laughs> All of them. The favorite popular is Empire, right? But I always liked Return well, the Jedi. The best scene, Hoth scene. Yeah, Hoth is fucking... I'm going to watch these two next, but... Yeah, mine was, as I'm older, I want to say probably New Hope, but I need to rewatch the other two. But growing up forever, Return of Jedi was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then, did you want the entire series? Yeah, definitely New Hope. But New yeah, Hope I guess great. I can transition this perfectly and That's just go straight say. into Rogue One, which is just celebrate its five year anniversary. I've not seen it. Really? You've never seen Rogue One either? I haven't seen Rogue One or the so other. Never seen Rogue, Rogue One, one is... Jedi. You can't spoil Rogue One because it's a prequel to the it's New Hope. To A New Hope. Yeah. That's that's why it was number four, all right? It was the fourth one. Well, it wasn't when it came out. It was the only one. Well, it, it was... But now four. it's the fourth one, <laughs> yeah. It, no, it was the title four. But Rogue oh, One... is it like the ninth one or seventh one, I mean? It's a fourth one. It, well, I don't seventh. know because Rogue it, One came place also before. Yeah, but New in Hope. terms of chronologically coming chronologically, out, it's a seventh hey, one. Chronolo- chronologically, there were three. Oh, you mean no, literally it, chronologically. The initial three, yeah. then the new three, Phantom Menace, and then Rogue Rogue, War. No, and then, and then it was Force Awakens, and then I think Rogue One. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, What's well, the, isn't there one called The Last Jedi or some shit? Yeah, that's the newest. That's the, that's newest. the no, second that's the last one. That's the second one. Rogue One was... That was Rogue after one, so Rogue, Rogue, one, Rogue One and... Rogue One was the story Force of... Awakens. of Rogue One is not part of the new trilogy. It, it took it, place before the original it, trilogy. Rogue One was in a... Oh, okay. Rogue One was in a I know, but... of 
like so and people that and weren't at literal order would go one two three rogue one four five six seven eight nine so rogue yeah so and that there's a jj abrams trilogy yeah came that after was, rogue one no that was after last uh return of jedi i uh, no, no. i mean like physical years when they came out yeah i think force like, awakens came before before force awakens rogue was one Force yeah, you would Awakened. have to look. Rogue One came out in 2016. Or yeah. Yeah, look it up. Physical years or like Jedi years? I don't care about years of the of the timeline of the movies. I want to know when they years literally came out. Universe. Uh, I think... Uh, you don't know. Last Jedi was the last one that dropped. Yeah. It, no, no, the last Skywalker yeah. was what it was called that's, or something. Yeah, that's what I said. Wasn't it called Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker, yeah. yeah. Dog shit. Rise of Skywalker. That's last the worst Jedi. of the entire Force Awakens series. came out before this. Yeah. Okay, I was right. <laughs> that was 2015 yep yeah anyway rogue one took place before a new hope it was the it's a story about because there's like a throwaway line and a new hope where it's like many there was a lot of sacrifice made to get these plans and that was the plans for just the the, the blueprint of the death star so that they could figure out a way to destroy it and that was it. That was the whole. And Rogue whole One basis. was a story based on that line. It was. It was. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's based on it, how it, they got those plans and got them was, to the it, Republic. It was based off of a, a line. That's why he, he just said that. You know what to say it again. Yeah, it was Homegirl. <laughs> and spoiler. so, a Rogue One. Hey, spoiler: They kill. They destroy the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> so Rogue One. A Star Wars story, I guess I should go with the actual name of it, directed by Gareth Edwards. Boy. Yeah. And also the cinematographer, check him out. It was Greg Frazier. Who did uh, Dune. Dune, yeah. Yeah. It looks fantastic. This is probably the best looking Star Wars movie I've seen. And Gareth Edwards of Godzilla fame. Yeah. So which, which that, I'm surprised you haven't seen this. It's your a director you like and a cinematographer yeah. you like. You're not watching Star Wars. Yeah, it's Mads Mikkelsen in it. The, I, oh, I haven't seen movie. any of the new ones other than the one we had to review. Yeah, and that was, was the worst shit. of them. The movie was dog shit. <laughs> My favorite of the new trilogy is uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi was. That's the one that like kind of went off the walls. People hate that one, yeah. It's Last the Jedi least slapped. liked, but my favorite. But anyway, well, not considering Rogue One, but anyway, Rogue One... You already know the ending. It's a prequel, so you know that the sacrifices were made. But the characters in it, great. It looks beautiful. It's acted pretty well. It's not perfect. It's not even up to the original trilogy at all by any marker. But it's. I do feel like it justifies it, its existence, and it's something that's definitely worth watching. And of all of the new Star Wars movies, I think it's probably my favorite. But Forrest Whitaker's in it? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the Boba Fett story? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm wondering about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited to Boba watch Fett? that job. I don't know. No, it's called something. It's called the story of something. It's Boba Fett is the bounty hunter. So it's the Mandalorian expounding on Well, his, that his was his son. Django Fett was the dad. Yeah, but Mandalorian is not related to him. Yeah. No, he... Then why did you bring it up? 
because they're dropping a movie, they're dropping a series on him. That's literally yeah. what doing. It, it's gonna expound he's, on. He's not from story. the first movie, but he's in not, <laughs> not from the first. He's not from New Hope. Boba Fett's in. Yep, he gets introduced in uh, Return yeah. of the Jedi, I think. Yeah. It's, I think he's not even in Hulk. I don't even think he's in Empire. Yeah. Anyway, Rogue One, I give it a yeah, three and a half. We're going rogue. Yeah, we're off the wall here. I give it a three and a half. It's, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. You should definitely watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, sure. it looks beautiful. I give it two and a half <laughs> Star Wars wise. Realistically, no, <laughs> no. Most work. of them aren't great. So no, like really, there's like there three great but, ones, and the rest are mediocre at best. Yeah, okay to pretty good to fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> this one's this one is pretty good. Cool, cool. Um, I watched a little film as well called The Dark and the Wicked. I did watch that. watch this. Yeah. Um, I, I watched this after I watched the strings. Like I said, I was on a horror kick. Um, another Shutter original uh, directed by Brian Bertino, who did The Strangers, which was a good movie. Um, Strangers is a phenomenal movie. Um, so pretty. Uh, this movie is very simple. Um, when uh, it's no being a, a horror film as as much as I am. I can appreciate when, you know, horror, obviously, a lot of the same thematic elements are are in all of them, <laughs> you know, and this one didn't stray too far from from the, um, you know, didn't fall far from the tree, I guess you could say. Um, very uh, traditional horror movie, didn't have anything crazy going for it, um, did try and do some weird CG uh, effects in it and it's obviously a micro budget so those looked pretty horrible um and that's kind of a big gripe of mine and then also just being as thin and as simple as it was it didn't do anything for me it's nothing new it's not going to change your life watching this horror movie it's pretty cut and dry in, in terms of in terms of that genre so um, i don't have really have much to talk about it <laughs> it was you know i'm not mad i watched it but it didn't do anything for me um so I gave it a three star. Pretty close to what I gave it. Yeah, I gave it three point yeah. five, and I I bet that was pretty light because yeah, I don't remember listening whatever episode <laughs> yeah. I talked. That was a long time. That was ago. forever ago. Yeah, I don't know when you watched it, but it, uh, November twenty first of last year when you watched it is when I watched yeah. it. <laughs> so over a year, ago. over a year ago, <laughs> I don't remember anything, and there's not much to remember. It's not horrible, but like I said, it's just a simple. Uh, simple movie that's whatever okay so ready to to uh, discuss the matrix trilogy a little bit before yeah so i don't want to go too deep because i would like to really yeah we'll hear dive in Kyle's next, next episode thoughts because you saw the new one yeah jacob did see the new one so i'm not gonna talk about it though all right yeah don't, at all don't, don't, don't no don't, don't even <laughs> say a no, word about it i did watch it though so this was my first time. So I had thought I'd seen two before, but I don't think I ever finished it because I don't remember like mm-hmm. the last af- like the last third two, at all. Two was a very good Matrix movie. Sure. 
<laughs> when, when you think about it, because it, it dwells into it. So my thoughts on a whole, I don't see at all where Kyle's coming from, which usually me and him are pretty close in a lot of areas, especially with these kind of things. And I was fully embracing ready, expected. I don't think the, I know that the two and three are pretty well hated by most people. Three is. Three is. Yeah. Three is very. Hated. Two's not hated. Three but is though. I can appreciate one fantastic masterpiece. It's it's historic. It's gonna it changed so much. It's so revolutionary and it's extremely interesting. Kept me engaged the whole time. I loved it. Held up amazing. Second, CG way better, <laughs> and a lot of the effects are way better. And it's only four years later. Like. Yeah, well, pretty impressive. Well, CG two and for three were yeah were also yeah, yeah they were filmed at the same time though. Yep, but two kind of was delving away a bit from the first one, trying to get more explanational into things, and and then three just was like an anime. It was like watching a Dragon Ball Z episode. It was <laughs> just action and so. There's a fourth payoff. I'm not talking about the fourth one. We just said this, Paul. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering because I'm, I'm so curious. So trilogy on a whole, Kyle is completely crazy when he says it's his favorite trilogy. It's the best. He can be his yeah, favorite trilogy ever. Yeah, let's see if he ever, says best or favorite. But if it best trilogy ever, not even close. It doesn't even like like lick the feet of <laughs> the Lord the, of the Rings the trilogy, trilogy, yeah, or oh, even the original uh, Star Wars trilogy. There you go. There's three trilogies. There you go. But Matrix yeah. is close. No, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is number one. You yeah, get the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, it's just Godfather. Dark Knight trilogy. It may be closer to the Dark Knight yeah. trilogy, but still, I just don't. I can't wait to see hear his perspective about two and three because I didn't get that. Two, I don't think I from. So I've talked a lot about this with Two Eric and Trevor, and both of them had the same criticism. They hated the last part with the architect and how he talks, and it was like he opened a thesaurus and just tried to sound smart. But I that didn't bother me at all. I think it made sense in the context. It, yeah, I mean, come on. So I don't think 2 was as, like, as bad as some people thought, especially in the end, even though it did try to be... It seemed pretentious, but I don't think it was... I think it fit for me. Oh, yeah. And the totally, third absolutely. one was yeah, it, just hilarious. and But it had no stakes. And I'll go into more detail probably next time about that. But the third one it was, yeah, it was like watching Dragon Ball Z. And there was just no stakes. Yeah, I did not feel the weight of what it was trying to push onto me at all. There so, was no pop at the end. Like Neo, yeah, there wasn't. Neo at the end. Neo is the one. <laughs> He's the one in all three. Yeah, we're aware. But like, <laughs> that's yeah. where was the end result. Yeah. I thought it, two and three, the really low, pretty low ratings for those just are pretty justified to me. I, I can't wait to see what Kyle has to say that could maybe make change my mind and open it to wanting to watch these again they were enjoyable all through like i thought all of them were paced pretty well like i was at the end of it i'm like yeah i'm glad i watched that but but did you watch it, it felt be, pretty simple did you watch it because you wanted to see what happened yeah 
Or did you watch it? Isn't that the point of watching movies? You're not watching a movie to not find out what happened. (laughs) But, like, there's an immersion. There's an immersion factor. Yeah. Yeah, I Uh, love the world built in the Matrix, yeah. I, um... This was my first time watching all three. I'd seen one before, obviously. Who hasn't at this at this point in, in our lives? Which it, it came out in 1999. It's yeah. 2021. Yeah, it came out a long time ago. Um, that one obviously is a, is awesome. One of the best, if not, it's top three to five action movie of all time, I think. Um, just what it transcended and how much culture it cu- created and I mean, so many iconic scenes in that Bullet movie. Bullet time. Like, yeah, that the, wasn't even done a the, thing, the, really. The, Agent the, yeah, the, the fucking, um, him doing the back the back bend to dodge the bullets and, you know, the, the How many times do you pill. remember doing that as a kid? Yeah. Like, the, the yeah, everyone. Uh, the red and blue pill is a huge, you know, um, thing that still kind of is talked about even today, today's um, movies or yeah, films. It was uh, rev- revolutionary. It is in the culture very much um very much um you know a culture or an action staple you know it's it's definitely a a staple of of the action genre so i don't really need to talk about one too much because i think that's established as it is but um this is my first watch through for two and three and i'm actually more on board with kyle than you are really? i i actually loved this trilogy and i there's just something about like in terms of action, I have I have never seen a better like in terms of raw action, balls to the wall. I don't think there's a better movie out there than Reloaded. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded is such a good just action movie. The freeway scene is incredible. So good. Mm-hmm. And then like and then the third one was really good was really cool too like just some of the some of the effects of like like neo finding out he's the one and then embracing it completely and reloaded and it just kind of gets off the wall because he can fly everywhere he's basically superman in in the matrix and it's like him embracing that and it just becoming full bore like we know what we're doing in in matrix there's no rules because it's you don't need them Anime aspects. Yeah, because there's no... You can't really... It's in a fictional world anyway, so it's... Rules are limitless, and especially if he's the one, it's just completely to the whims of whatever the fuck he wants to do. And that's... It's such a pretty cool concept to think about. And, you know, when they show that what he sees and he he can see, like, them as the binary... Or uh, the binary, I guess... Um, them as the matrix and just all the all the all the angles that he has and I don't know I I thoroughly enjoyed this and I I was texting Kyle about it. I mean the score in these are, is so good especially the third one the Smith the Smith Neo fight um, where it's like it was like medieval it was like had the Gregorian chants like the like very um Lord did of the you Rings love esque. the fighting that would like the music from the fighting scenes especially in the second one that was the music like every top 10 like parkour thing oh I yeah ever remember that early 2000s <laughs> yeah. house edm music <laughs> like 
it was so traditional, but it like felt I don't it know. It just felt time. right. It's it a, it's a very, cyber it's yeah. cyberpunk. I mean, this is that's it was this is cyberpunk to the core. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what cyberpunk got their whole name off of. There was I don't know. I think definitely cyberpunk th- punk it was, was around from cyberpunk. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the it's board game. <laughs> yeah, but this definitely um, there was a cyberpunk grew game. it. Yeah, it was like D and D type. That's where the new video game Cyberpunk was based on Cyberpunk. That's where the name that. comes from, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was definitely this before new, Matrix. But, <laughs> but Matrix definitely transcended and the Matrix, glorified the, the Cyberpunk um, aesthetic. Made it what it was, I guess, or helped so make it what it was. There's a Cyberpunk board game. I'm just hearing about this right now. Yeah. I played D&D. Um, anyway, yeah, Matrix Trilogy... Um, I just text Kyle. I remember texting him saying, have I been sleeping on this trilogy my whole life? Because I thoroughly enjoyed all three of them. And I took them for what they are and had tons of fun with them. Probably the quickest, some of the quickest two hours I've ever watched. I can't agree with that. It's like it flew by. The Pacing second one's over good. two hours, yeah. like two something. And the third one is, they're both pretty long. I mean, the first one isn't that long, but the next two are pretty long. Like this one was two hours and 18 minutes was the second one. Yeah. I didn't think pacing was a problem. And the third one was two hours, nine minutes. So they're both over two. Um, first one, two hours, 16 minutes. So they're all pretty long. Um, I felt underwhelmed at three. Yeah. They, they get progressively worse. I like, mean, that's for like, sure. The third I, one's I way worse. Like three could have had, there worse. was so much action. Yeah, I mean, they're actually. I feel like that was intentional, but yeah, I agree. The, the, like, the, I feel like the third one had was just a payoff of the other two, where it's just okay. Now shits hit he's the fan. The one and it's there, action, but like, yeah, I haven't seen the fourth, so I have no idea. I don't know. I have. I know. I'm, I'm not I, talking I, about I'm it. Jealous. <laughs> it's and on HBO Max. The fourth. Yeah, on it, HBO Max. It just yeah, it came out on midnight on the twenty first. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Heard. Um, that might be a theater experience, though. No, I, I think that's... Yeah, no, I, I guess I watched... If you have HBO Max, HBO Max, watch it. Um, but no, <laughs> you're, telling, you're, you're advocating people to watch it, and you haven't even watched it. Yeah, because I'm excited. <laughs> if you, if I'm you, excited. You I believe in the major trilogies. It's yeah. on HBO Max. Go ahead and watch it. There you go. We'll dive into uh, The Matrix next episode. Yeah, but more um, on... E- yeah, I want to go in more detail on it with Kyle yeah. and you, because I'm just not your guys's level on yeah. them. I am, I um, love it. I loved them. So I'm on a big yellow, my Nana watch for the year. So Yellowstone. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so I'm gonna I I will give my scores though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we'll score it up. So the the Matrix five star banger banger yes. same. Historic. Reloaded. Three and a half. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. But not historic. <laughs> and Matrix Revolution. Three. It's fine. Fun Dragon Ball Z episode. Yeah. Very fun. Um, I gave Ma- The Matrix a five. I gave Matrix Reloaded a 4.5. And Matrix Revolutions, or yeah, Revolution, yeah, 
four. Oh, it is revolutions. Yeah. They always end in that. Or no, reloaded. They all start with R. I mean. Or a matrix. <laughs> start with an R. I give one a solid You five. can't. You haven't watched them, so you can't rate them. I watched Not recently. the first three. Yeah, but you can't. You have to rewatch them yeah. before you can rate them. So you're judging it based on knowledge you barely remember. So yeah, if I, I mean, I haven't watched The Lion King in ten years, but I can't, I can't Is accurately say. Well, I did star. just rewatch that too. I didn't even put that yeah. five star banger. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> can't base it off of previous history. All you right. got to rewatch it. Right. So can I jump on the Matrix episode? It'll be next one. Yeah. So no, um, <laughs> I guess is that everything. That other, I already talked about Aladdin last one, right? Which one? Aladdin. No. Oh, I have one more. Did you get a Disney Plus account and you started? I've had it? this for since it came out. So you started using it though? Yeah. Oh, uh, recently, yeah. Okay, started recently using your Disney Plus. My, well, I figured I've been paying for this shit for like Dude, ever, and I'd never watch anything. Yeah. On it. But Aladdin came out ninety two. It's amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Did it come out 92? Yeah. 92. It came out in 92. And it was... Like it was 96. Aladdin. Immersive. What was 96? Lion King. No, 94. Yeah. Mm. What was 96? Uh, Mulan? I don't know. <laughs> Fa Mulan. I think that was 98. Yeah. Uh, Mulan was... Aladdin. Fantastic. Not perfect like Lion King, though. It's actually kind of bad parts. But oh, I love it. Robin Williams is amazing. My God, he's so good. He, and that's this Aladdin is why I'll never watch the new one. I and I did watch the new Lion King, but I'll never watch the new Aladdin. Well, you know what? Will Smith I give it a four and a half. A anyway. Genie. I, do, I as much as I love Will Smith, he's not Robin Williams. True. Free my guy, Will Smith. But <laughs> what? Jada. He's no. not in jail. Jada. Free him from Jada. But anywho, Aladdin. You mean Nahobi? Yeah. So, like, original Aladdin, four and a half. All day, every day. That's what I gave. Yeah. yeah. All day, every day. I would venture to say a little bit better. Lion King's five. That's probably, like, my second favorite. It is Disney my second movie. favorite, but Lion King's five. Yeah, but they can both be five. Lion King just be a better But five. if if Mufasa's the only male lion, then does that mean Nala is related to Simba? Yeah. You ever think about yeah. that? Yeah, pride. pride. So it's incest. Yeah. Hey, but why, it's also hey, why, hey, was Scar the incest bad guy? Incest happens a lot. You think about it. <laughs> happens in Lion King. Yes, yeah. it's a very incestual animal yeah. king. Was Scar the bad guy? Yes. Yes. Be prepared. Yeah, I hate did that Did he song. have a point? No, I love that song. Hey, it's a did, great hey, scene. Did, did Scar have a point? That's all I got to know. He wanted control. Does he have a point? Sure. Does every villain have a point? Yeah. That's what makes him a villain. Timon and Pumbaa literally sat there by a rock and just said, fuck it. That was their whole life. (laughs) What? Anyway, I gave Aladdin a four and a half. (laughs) And that's all I had. Yep. Um, I'm all wrapped up. I'm all juiced out. So I guess it comes to an end. Uh, We mentioned it before. Um, We are going to be reviewing the Newest Matrix, Matrix Resurrection. It is S. Okay, Resurrections. Erections. Erections. Um, Erections. So, yeah, we'll be featuring that when Kyle gets back at some point. 
uh, we don't know the date, but uh, yep, that will be the next episode. We'll also probably be expounding a little bit more on the Matrix trilogy and the Matrix movies as a whole. Um, if you have questions or comments, email them at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Letterbox and Untapped at Josh underscore Saldana. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And Palmer's got nada. Follow us on Twitter, Suds and Cinema. We're not on Twitter. <laughs> We're Don't follow Twitter. us on Twitter. We do not have a Twitter. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, so that wraps it up. Uh, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>